Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to Daryl's Daring Thoughts. This is officially season two. Yippee! What's up everybody? Um, I've been on a long hiatus and it was well needed. It was well needed. Um, I'm back, um, rejuvenated-ish. I'm mentally rejuvenated for the show. Physically not really rejuvenated because I've been sick for like the last two weeks. But as far as the show is ready... Uh, as far as the show comes, I am ready. I'm back. I have a lot of great new content for you guys. I revamped a lot of things. Um, I was just really just doing too much trying to give y'all three episodes a week. It was just a little too ambitious. You know, it was cute. It was a little cute little start. But, you know, I had to be realistic in what I can actually do. Um, it's a lot. Doing a podcast is a lot. And I tip my hat um, to you guys that do them daily I just don't understand how you guys do that um, on top of other obligations so I've decided to just revamp a few things and I'm going to let you guys know about all those things but I want to first say thank you to those who have been inboxing me like crazy about when's the podcast coming back and people who are still listening to episodes I'm not sure what is taking you so long to still catch up and finish season one but I am grateful that you are listening um, and I just thank you guys for reaching out to me it's been literally um hundreds of people that don't even know me who have inboxed me and just thank me um for listening so I really appreciate it so this first episode is really just going to be a where the hell have I been episode and I just want to give you guys an update on everything that's been going on with me and um by the end of the episode I'll give you guys a little sneak peek of some future episodes that are coming some future topics that'll be um coming up and then we'll go from there and just have fun um so where the hell have I been so I've already kind of gone into a little bit about how stressful it has been to try to maintain three episodes a week of a podcast what you guys don't know is those three episodes I would record one episode in one day every week and I mean, as much as I love to talk, as much as I love theater, that's 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 that was just a little bit too damn much. Um, especially when each episode is has a different topic, um, it mentally puts you in a different place depending on what I was talking about. Some of the topics that I went into would take me somewhere mentally, especially if I was emotionally connected to that topic, and then to, to stop recording that and then to start talking about you know, some Disney shit, you know, it's like I just was not mentally prepared or ready to just jump topics like that. And then it just eventually just started taking a toll on me and just started to just mentally wear me down on top of working full time. And um, I was still doing I was doing shows. I was also Ubering part time. And it was just a lot going on and then have to gather together the content for the shows. Like I literally was working every day on content. Remember, I'm doing three episodes a week. So I'm having to keep bringing content. And I'm like, okay, I like the content that I'm bringing. But shit, I'm going to run out about, I'm going to run out of stuff to talk about real soon. And I don't want that to happen. I mean, there's stuff going on in this world every day, but things that interest me, you know, I kind of just want to allow it to marinate into people's brains. And so I was like, okay, Cordero, 
take a step back and see what did you want to change. So I've decided I decided to just give you guys one episode a week, which in my in my opinion is enough. You know, if you are a podcaster like I am, you do listen to multiple podcasts. I think I listen to about six or seven sometimes a little bit more than that depending on who it is and so I try to listen to six or seven podcasts so each podcast giving me something every single day it kind of gets me you know back you know I kind of lose a couple of episodes because I don't have time to keep up because I'm listening to others so you know a good friend of mine uh, Mona Fee who actually has a podcast that I was um, on a couple a month about a, um, two months ago and she does an episode, one episode a week, and she gives great content. And it actually, you know, her episodes are long enough to where it gives you enough to where it'll last you for the whole week, you know, if you dissect it, um, her episodes. So it, um, I spoke to her, and I thought it was a good idea to say, okay, one episode a week, about 45 minutes, you know, worth of content. I think that's enough for y'all assholes. So, you know. If y'all want anything else, and I'm so sorry, you just have to wait for the following week. But I think, I think one a week is a more is enough for y'all. Okay, it allows me to give you a lot of content. It allows my seasons to last long. Like my season one was full of full of a lot of stuff, and it was just like like ten. I think I did ten episodes or probably twelve, about ten or twelve. And Jesus, I did that in like two. I did that like two months and I was like okay I'm tired (laughs) so that was one part of why I decided to step back and then I had a lot of personal things going on that started to affect me with um the podcast I'm just going to be honest with y'all I'm very sensitive I I think Erica Badu said that said this before we are artists and we are sensitive about our shit and as artists by us being sensitive about our own shit we get a little, a little, little sensitive when things are not taking, when people don't receive things the way we receive it. And I was getting some great feedback, but I wasn't getting the support from certain people that I really thought were going to be supporting me through this podcast journey. Specifically, the people who practically begged me to start a podcast because they were just so intrigued by all my rants on on um, Snapchat, all my Instagram rants and Facebook posts. Like, oh, my God, you just need to vlog. You need to do a snap. You need to do a, a podcast. You need to do a YouTube page like you need to do all this stuff. I will be your number one top subscriber. I will be your biggest supporter, your best friend fan like oh my god I can't wait for you to start it and then when you start it they ain't shit they ain't shit they ain't they ain't see shit they ain't post shit they ain't re repost shit they didn't tag shit they ain't done shit matter of fact half of them haven't even been looking at anything I posted since I started the podcast so it's like okay so you gassed me up and now you know where to be found that really irritated me and I'm just I, I have to be honest with y'all like it, it pissed me off like you know, and I had to really take a step back and reevaluate how I, what was the reason I did this? Did I do it for others or did I do, or did I really do this because I wanted to do it? And it's, I, I really wanted to do it. I really, I think I, I really believe in my podcast. I believe in the content I put out. I do believe that my podcast is different because of 
the perspective that I bring being a black gay man and I'm not your typical your typical um LGBTQ plus person. I, I actually listen to all sides of arguments. I have a different I don't have the typical point of view that people would think I would have, depending on what the topic is. I'm funny. Um, I am real. And I, I feel like that my podcast is different because I have all those things. My podcast, the quality of my podcast is great thanks to my producers. You know, I don't sound like I'm in, you know, someone's bathroom with a shower running. Um, like some of y'all podcasts be sounding. So I think that because the quality and the content of my work speaks for itself. I should be proud of that alone and not actually give a damn what anyone else thinks. And so that took a long time for me to process because, like I said, I was in my feelings, heavily in my feelings, because I was just really mad at some of y'all. Like, y'all really were just gassing me up, and then y'all couldn't even repost <clears throat> an episode. And especially half of y'all that were on my episodes, like y'all wouldn't even promote the episode you were on. And, you know, no shade, you know exactly who you are because you were on episodes and you literally would not post the episode you were on. So it was like, what was the what like what was the purpose of you coming here, wasting my time being on this episode and you weren't even going to talk about the episode you were on? Like, like, why? 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 So. You know, those people, like, I'm not doing that shit no more. Like, like you're wasting my time if you're not going to promote it. The purpose of bringing you on here is for your your perspective. And also because you have an audience that I want to engage with. And they can't engage if you don't share the content that we do. Like, it really was just, like, you you just wasting my time. Yeah, so you won't be on here no more. Um, Half of you know who you are. Um, one particular person, he definitely will never be on here again. Well, we don't even talk no more. <sighs> but that's something else. We'll, we'll go into that a little later. Um, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, I started to have a flashback sitting here. Oh, Lord, he was sitting over there irritating me, talking some dumb shit. But anyways, so the next thing that really started to bother me is I started having bodily injuries that just came out of nowhere. And... One of the injuries that happened was my my left arm. So I, I woke up one morning and I don't know if you guys know if, you know, you feel like you, okay, you must have slept on your arm wrong and your arm was just feeling very not as fluid as the rest of your body parts. That's probably the best way for me to say it. And I was like, okay, my arm's just, I slept on it wrong. Or maybe I, you know, we wake up with bruises sometimes. Like, where the hell did that bruise come from? And so I'm like, okay, maybe I just did some Mortal Kombat shit in my sleep and I'm just going to pay for it. But then it's like, as the day went on, my arm started to feel worse. And it started to get to the point to where my arm was non what was lost is mobility like I could not move my arm and I'm right-handed but I I use my left hand a lot especially driving I use my left hand more while I'm driving I just use my left hand probably more frequently as much as I use my right arm and my arm just just as the day progressed my arm just would would not do anything and I started to freak me out. And so I said, okay, let me just take some pain pills. Maybe they'll stop. And it'll go away, and then it'll come back. And one particular day, it came back so bad that I couldn't even drive home. Um, it was really cold outside, and it was 
like I, I use my left arm and right arm when I'm driving. But sometimes when you make those turns, you need both your arms to turn. And I could not use my left arm. And I said, I think it's a little dangerous for me to be trying to drive all the way back home. And I was close to a hospital. And so I went to the emergency room and the doctors, I, I mean, and the pain started to get to where it felt like needles were like in my arm and it was just scaring the hell out of me. I didn't know what was going on. So I went to the emergency room. Um, doctors basically, of course, they thought it was like a stroke type of situation because it's the left side of my arm. And, you know, of course, you know, no shade to emergency rooms, but every person that's overweight is not unhealthy. So please stop treating all of us that way. I have blood work recently done. Yes, I am overweight, but I have no cholesterol, high cholesterol. I don't have any of that shit. So the first thing they think is that I'm having a stroke. And so they want to do all these tests for strokes and all this other stuff. Like it was just, it was really dramatic. Uh, I had to get an MRI, x-ray. Like I had to do a lot of stuff for this arm for me to find out that it simply is because I sleep on my arm. <laughs> so literally, the doctor said, okay, you need to stop sleeping on your arm. And I was like, I don't sleep on my arm. I don't sleep on my arm. And then I caught myself in the middle of sleeping. I, was, I sleep on my arm. So me sleeping on my arm, and a lot of people out there probably do, but because I am the size I am, it's uncomfortable to sleep on your arm because it can create muscle real bad muscle tension and so that's what happened at the end of the day my arm my muscles were so bruised by me sleeping on my arm over the years that it just got to the point to where my arm was just like gave up and so I I just had to allow my arm to heal and the pain from the pain was just crazy like I put my arm in a sling to prevent myself from sleeping on my arm at night so I would put my my arm in a sling lay on my back trying to make myself lay on my back and it was just it was just really uncomfortable but my arm is just my arm got to the point so bad to every time it moved my bones were popping and they were popping loud so it was just listen for those of you who are like me who any any injury you get, you feel like life your life flashes before your eyes. That was me. I had a moment, you know. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, I have faith. I believe in God and all that good stuff. But I had a moment when my arm, my bone is popping loud to where my roommate can hear it in a whole nother room. I thought my life was coming to an end. Sorry. So I had a moment, and so I had to deal with that. So I had to get that better. On top of the fact, I found out that I have really bad heel spurs on one of my on, on my left foot. So I had a lot of shit going on, and all of this happened while I was still performing. So I'm not telling anybody about this. I'm still, you know, getting cast in these high energy level ass shows where I gotta do all these turns and jumps and stuff, and I'm lifting girls. I'm doing all this stuff, and. I didn't tell anyone. I just said, you know, I'll let it, it'll get better. And it got to the point to where I just couldn't ignore any of these injuries anymore. So I changed a lot of things. I changed my diet. I started back doing light workouts because the workouts were to the point to where certain things I couldn't, I can't get on. I can't use a treadmill anymore right now because of my foot. So I have to use like 
the elliptical, which I fucking hate. I hate the elliptical. I really do. The elliptical actually is a good workout, but I feel like the treadmill allows you to be a little lazier and act like you did all this working out when you really didn't. You know, you could say you did. Oh, I was on the treadmill for an hour, but you really didn't do nothing that whole hour. And the elliptical is you can't really fake that. If you're on the elliptical for an hour, you fucking working. And so I had to use the elliptical and I was like, fuck this shit. I have to actually work out. So so I did it. I did it. I, I've been going to the gym every other day. I've been doing a lot better. And, be, and because of that, my foot has actually gotten a lot better. My arm doesn't hurt at all any anymore. So health wise, I'm getting that back together. Um, what else happened? Oh, so I started to see a therapist. So one thing I said I was going to start doing in January um, was to see a therapist. Um, I don't know why in the year 2020, we are still. Um, I'll say this. I do feel as though mental health has be- has become a, um has played um has been less um, people have been less afraid to talk about going to see therapy I'm going to see a therapist now I do think that that's a great thing but I still will say in on um, the black community it's still not it's still not looked upon in the best light and I've never been shy about therapy um I've I've done therapy in the past um, I know my family does not do therapy. Um, I've been trying to convince my mom to go see a therapist and she just, she won't do it. Um, I think my sister is I'm about to start going to see a therapist. Um, um, and I'm happy about that with her. Um, uh, we're not shy about that, but a lot of people in the, in the black community, especially in the older generation, therapy is just not something that you do. You know, it's always about taking to take it to God in prayer and all that shit. And, you know, I think that I, I personally believe that, you know, God brought these, gave these people these gifts um, and talents to be able to listen to you, to help you dissect your thoughts, to help you, you know, talk things through. And I don't see that. I don't see anything wrong with going to get help with that. And so I said in January, I wanted to start seeing a therapist because, you know, this this weight loss journey of mine has been a long a long process and I truly believe that in order for me to really truly lose the weight and lose it right I have to work on my mental as well you know it's not all physical um so I have to work on my mental health and my physical in order for me to lose the weight and keep it off because I can lose it but I get it right back so that my mental health plays a part in that so I found a therapist which was extremely hard. Like, y'all, shopping for a therapist is really like, is really like going on a blind date and, you know, swiping right or left. Like, they really need to have a tender thing for therapists because I just was not happy with some of these people I was, I found. Like, I really wanted, a, I wanted a black therapist. I said, you know what? You know, I want a black person because it's I feel like it's just easy for me to have a conversation and I found this black lady and I think that she was just really not feeling me because I mean okay you know I'm 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 gay so and I've had dealings with you know down low men and I don't know if she had an experience with her husband 
or someone, but she just really turned her nose up at me when I started talking about that. I'm like, okay, so you're not the one for me. Um, because you clearly have a personal view. You know, she was, she, she had some personal connections to, to that. And I don't know who cheated on her, but she, maybe she thought I, I knew him, but I don't. And so I had to go ahead and just dismiss her. Then, you know, other people who had websites that were just like, I'm not, you're not going to be my therapist if I can't see a website, see like things that you've done. Like you don't have a website, you just have a Facebook page or you just have like a, uh, Instagram account no I can't do that I don't know I need I need to be able to research you and if I can't research you I don't I there's I, I know there, that's a no for me so I ended up finding a lady and um she is a white lady and she's an older white lady but what I like about her is that she has been a therapist in urban high schools for about 40 years and so she you know of course, she doesn't know she can't she doesn't have a personal connection to my experience, but she has been around it enough to understand where I'm coming from when I'm talking to her. And it just it just made sense. It made sense. And it felt really good when I first met her, when we had our consultation over the phone. It was great. And I've, I've been seeing her every other week and I really, really enjoy her. I enjoy her. Um so it's good to, to to check that off the list. Okay, I found a therapist and she's actually giving me things to do. Like she's giving me t- things to work on. And, you know, it's it's it sucks when you get a therapist that just talks but doesn't really give you tools to apply, you know, to, to the outside of her room. And she gives me tools to apply to outside the room. And she wants feedback. She wants to know what did I do in a situation? What did I do differently that is different from the last time she saw me she wants me to get better and so that's what I really like about her and she's right by my house like everything's just about her is just so it's just perfect it just fits like a perfect love and so I'm really excited about my journey with her um I'm excited about what's to come from that so I'm happy about that um another thing that really um did a number on me which I believe probably did a number on a lot of people was um the death of Kobe Bryant and I think that I mean I literally I mean everyone I think I think his passing is one for the books where we can say where were you when you heard about this um especially you know it's it's different when a person dies of your generation that you grew up watching and you were with watching um you know you know Michael Jackson when he passed away it felt horrible but if I had to be realistic Michael Jackson was already a superstar before I was born um he was already a megastar when I was a young child I watched Kobe Bryant from first time he entered the NBA to his last game so I was there as a um, understanding teenager to understand what I was experiencing watching this um, amazing man um, play so I was able to witness it so that watching that and experience that and then how he and then you know seeing him pass and things like that 
it kind of hits you different because you can say that you watch this person become this person that they are. So I think that for us that are a part of this gen, um, generation, took it, it took it really hard. Um, basketball is like one of my favorite sports to watch um, for, for many reasons. <laughs> but basketball is like my favorite sport to watch. Like I, I watch basketball and I've, uh, I'm a huge basketball fan, always been. I was raised to be a basketball fan because I was raised in the Michael Jordan era. And so my grandmother dressed me up in Bulls attire, went to Bulls games all the time. So I basketball is something that's really heavily been in my family as far as a sport that we, that we watch as a family, that we go see um, games and things like that. So um, I did see um, Kobe Bryant play a long time ago. Um, and I just really, it's just, he was just a damn good ass person. You know, it's just something, something good about, you know, you just, it, you, you just felt like he was just a really good person. Um, he had, he had a little slip up, um, you know, years ago and it just really, it, you, when you see how he turned his life around and how he really became a family man. And it just, you know, when those people die, I mean, any death is bad. But when you see those type of things happen, it just really hits you. And I was literally driving. I was Ubering. And I was, I think I went to the bathroom or something. And went on Instagram and saw the TMZ article. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, okay, whatever. This is a lie. And then when I started seeing more stuff, I just, I, I couldn't do anything else for the rest of the day. I cried. I was just, I was really distraught as though I felt as though I lost someone I knew. And a couple celebrities' passings have done that to me. Um, I felt that way when Whitney Houston died because I was an amazing Whitney Houston fan. Um, still am. I felt that way when um, Aaliyah died. Um, again, I was, I was. 14 when she died yeah so she was someone I looked up to musically so a couple of devs do that to me where it's more it really hits me on a different level and because I don't handle death well to begin with it just does something um to me so I I just was a wreck for the rest of the day and of course how how he passed away and his daughter and then that that added a layer to it and then hearing that it was other people's entire families that it was just so many layers it wasn't like a simple car crash you know where it was just him you know it was so many families attached to it I just think it just was like okay this is just too much for one person to digest and I don't even know the man so I can't even imagine how his wife feels and how his other family members feel and how those victims families feel like it was just so much to digest I just had to I had to I had to step away from I had to step away from social media. I had to step away and actually analyze my life because literally the day before he died, he was at a game. You know, you know, his last tweet was talking about LeBron James like he just hugged him. It's just like his his passing if it didn't open your eyes to how short how short our time is on this earth I don't know what does I mean you know we're told every day to know life is short you know a life can be gone at the blink of an eye but that was like a in-your-face reality like 
damn, he was just like somewhere an hour before. Like it was just really an, an uh, a wake up call. I'll just say I had a really a, a wake up call when he uh, passed away, and I had to really re reevaluate what was important to me and you know we all have jobs we all do different things for our income to survive and to make it day to day but what are you doing to fulfill yourself and I had to honestly sit back and say what in the hell fulfills me and if it doesn't fulfill me personally if it's a person whether it's things that I'm doing or not doing, I have to get back into doing what fulfills me and makes me happy because I don't want to leave this world without have done something that fulfills me that, that, um, I can, that I can leave a, a mark on. And people say that was something, a great thing that he did. You know, I just, I didn't want to walk away from this um, earth without, at least fulfilling some purpose and check something off of my list. And, you know, his passing really woke me the hell up. And so I said, you know what, Cordero, there are so many things that you want to do and you have to get back to doing it and you have to prioritize what's important. And so that really drove me to say, okay, I'm doing this podcast. I mean, I, I planned on coming back anyway, but I really put a lot of things in motion and as far as like doing my outline and you know doing this and getting these people to say they're gonna be on the show and I started back um I started I started back really writing my second book and getting that done like I finished a lot of my outlines for the second book I set deadlines for the second book I set deadlines for this EP I said I am going to really live my damn life because time doesn't wait for you time time doesn't wait for any of us so I said you know I'm happy I'm happy with how I'm progressing with certain things now so I am yeah I was I was excited so um you know his his death was sad but it really woke something in me um to remind me that I have to do what makes me happy and so I have a lot of great um things coming up that I can't wait to share with you guys um, especially with my book, my second book that is um, probably I'm, I'm shooting for it to be out Valentine's Day of 2021. And this book is going to be amazing. This is going to be a part two because there's going to be a part three. And I am really excited about where this book is going. So when I decided to take my break on social media, I said, you know, we have fun on social media, you guys, you know, we always, you know, we, we repost memes, we repost different things to help us get through the day. We, you know, we scroll through, like, laugh at certain things other people post. But I don't know about you guys, but social media, um, especially specifically, I'm gonna specifically talk about Facebook. Facebook has really be become a very dark place, um, in my opinion, for me. And, you know, I remember when Facebook started, it was like for college students. You could not get a Facebook if you didn't have an EDU account. You know, your email address had to end with an EDU of whatever school you were going to. But now Facebook is a platform that is used for various different things, you know, and 
it just got to the point to where I just really couldn't take the negativity anymore. You know, it's it's easy to just say, okay, you know, just keep scrolling, just ignore it, just ignore it, just ignore it. But sometimes you really sit back and think, are you are you really that nasty of a person to think like that? And you can only ignore things for so long before you really say, what the hell is going on here? So I had to like get to a point to where if it's, I had to stop looking at the comments, like the comments, I just have to stop looking at comment sections because that's when you see like how stupid people really are. Even the day of Kobe Bryant's death, you know, I, you know, the first thing this one person I saw post she reposted the article of the rape allegation against him. I said, okay, so you're going to do that the day. You're going to do that like within after like an hour or two that this man passed away. You're reposting an article about something that never went to court, never went to trial, never did anything. Why is that relevant in this moment? And I got to the point to where, like I, when I tell you I cussed this woman out, I cussed her ass out. I barely knew her. I cussed her ass out. And... I shouldn't have cussed out like that. So I said, Cordero, that was kind of like, that was just, I, I I took everything out on her that I've been, how I've been feeling about things I see on social media. So I said, you know what? I have to, I have to lead, I have to, I have to be, I have to lead in this movement that I'm trying to um, create. So I decided that I'm no longer really posting or being a part of that negative environment on Facebook. You know, a lot of people do look at my statuses as, you know, I throw a lot of shade. I do a lot of things, you know, and it may be funny. But I say I no longer want to be a part of that that negative environment that happens with Facebook with posting things or reposting things. And it's just it's just something that I don't want to be a part of because it it drains you. And I don't know for any of you who have ever been drained emotionally, emotional drain is worse than a physical drain. Like emotionally being just drained is a, is a, 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 a horrible feeling. And I was no longer wanting to be a part of that. So I said, OK, going forward, I'm posting you know, as many positive things on Facebook as I possibly can. Now, I have moments where I feel like, OK, Oh, somebody pissed me off and I want to post. But I'm like, nope, I'm not doing that on Facebook. I'm not doing that no more on Facebook. Um, I think yesterday was like the first day I posted something that was kind of like shadyish, But it was kind of funny. I think it was the one I posted about the gay, the gay boy that sings. <laughs> it's, it was funny. But that was literally like the first thing I've posted that was kind of shade funny. Because everything I've been posting in February, I've been highlighting all of my friends. Because um, this is Black History Month. I have been highlighting, first of all, this is Black this has been the longest, I'm sorry, I know February is like the shortest month of the year, but this month has been feeling like it's been a long month with all the death. It's just been, I'm, I'm kind of over February. I don't know if it's because it's a leap year, but February is just really trying me. But we had, I've been posting every day, someone that's on my friends list who is um, an African-American entrepreneur and whatever aspect and I've just been highlighting them and just re and posting their work posting information about them I've been doing that every day and 
I'm amazed at how um I, I was sick, so I did miss some days that I'm going to make up for. But it's amazing how many friends I have on Facebook that are entrepreneurs that have great things going on that we don't utilize each other. So I said, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to post as much as I can. And so I started having friends inbox me like, hey, Cordero, I also have this business and this and this. And so they've been sending me their stuff to so I can line them up in how I post. So I'm going to have well over, I'm going to have enough people to post past February. So I'm going to keep going as long as I can. Um, I have, and it's amazing to know that you have these many Facebook friends um, that you know personally or maybe you don't know personally that have businesses and it's like why not share each other's business you know why not you know post about you know certain things now if you have a business and I your business is shit I'm not posting it sorry um I, I do I'm only gonna post people who I'm going to highly recommend for people if if your shit look like trash I'm not posting it sorry um, because I have a lot of makeup artists that are friends that are inboxing me. It's like, girl, <laughs> them eyebrows is not it. I'm not posting that. But, you know, you know, keep up with your clientele. But I'm not posting that because I have a lot of great people on my on my page that have that are amazing artists. I'm not going to post you. You can't even put no lashes on correctly. No, I'm not doing that. So, yeah, no, no shade. But <laughs> so no shade. So this is going to be my shady moments because me, I'm Cordero. I'm a shady motherfucker and I love having throwing shade. I love being honest. And so I said, you know what? I'll save my honesty for the podcast. I'm not going to, you know, do it for Facebook anymore. So this is going to be for the pod. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing on social media. And I've been doing that on all, all my social media platforms. I want to just put more positive positivity out there because we already have those blog sites. We already have people, you know, who are the, the, um, the Russian hacks that are on social media that are doing a lot of negativity about all the political, the political news with all the candidates that are running They're They're out there um, telling lies and garbage and getting people hyped up. Um, for no reason, just to promote division. And I don't want to be a part of that. I just, I, I've decided to no longer be a part of that. And yeah. So what I also want to go um, into now is I want to tell you guys, give you a little update on what's to come from the episodes that I didn't talk to you guys about. Now I did tell you guys about the new revamping of the one episode a week. Um, but you know, just to give you guys a little heads up on what's coming because I got some shit for y'all. So I'm going to be talking about politics, which you guys know, because if anyone follows me, I am a political geek. I love politics. And we are right now in the midst of a really gruesome presidential election. And the last time we were, last time um. I think my very first episode was political. My first two episodes were political episodes of the podcast. And then we had like 20 something people running for president from the uh, Democratic side. And now we're down to a good we're down to a good a good four or five people running um, that are making uh, waves. And we just had our Nevada caucus yesterday. So um, Bernie Sanders won that. Um, congratulations to Bernie and his Bernie bros. 
Um, I don't care about you guys, but a win is a win. Congratulations to him. I will say that my candidate that I'm supporting, um, uh, Pete Buttigieg, he's still doing great. He's still beating Bernie Sanders as far as delegates, but we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get it all, all into that. Um, but that's going to be my episode. And I have two special guests for that one. I have Jimmy coming back. Um, Jimmy is like my really good friend. Um, if y'all want to know who Jimmy is, go back and listen to like the first two episodes of my podcast, season one. Jimmy was my um, political analyst friend that was on there. But I also have another friend coming. Um, his name is Brandon. Um, and no, it's not the other one. Um, this is a new one. Um, he's a friend of mine who is actually a really strong Bernie Sanders supporter. So I really wanted to bring a Bernie Sanders supporter on here for many reasons because I don't get him so much, but I, you know, he's, he may be the, the, the candidate. So I want to be able to understand him to where, Hey, he's not my first choice, but I still want to support him because the goal, the ultimate goal is to get Trump out of office. And so, yeah, we're going to, we're going to debate. We're going to, we're going to go back and forth. And I think that's going to be a really good episode. And I'm excited to have both of them on. Um, Brandon has never done it. So we're going to be popping his podcast, Cherry. Um, I really like saying that. <laughs> and um, another episode we're going to have is we're going to be talking about um, women's rights and abortion rights. And I have a friend coming on who actually recently just had a baby and she was told, uh, midway through her pregnancy that her child was going to be born with some um, uh, deficiencies and so she had to make a really tough decision whether she was going to keep her child or if she was going to um, have an abortion and so um, she's agreed to come on the show and um, I want her to be able to tell her story because it's, it's it's really easy for all these men to be making these medical decisions about what women need to do with their bodies. But none of the women are talking about it who have experienced it. So I want someone who experienced it to come on and to actually talk about her experience of, you know, um, being pregnant, um, getting that devastating information and at the end of the day, she did keep her her daughter. Um, so, and I want to know what his life has been, you know, being the mother, uh, you know, being the mother um, um, to this beautiful girl and all the obstacles that she has um, had to face um, and just her difficulties. So I want her to be able to come on and talk about that. And I think that'll be a really good, a really good uh, topic. Um um, someone else <laughs> I have coming on is um, a, 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 new, a new friend of mine that I met on Twitter, and he is actually a, um, a he's a sex worker. So he's a sex worker. So he um, I know you guys out there um, for you for you people who act like y'all Christian. Everyone knows what Pornhub is. Everyone knows what XTube is. So don't be acting all fucking stupid. We know what porn is. Porn has been around forever. Some of you have created your own. So don't even try me. But for those of you who have also heard of OnlyFans, OnlyFans is another porn site for people 
who are like everyday people who create their own content and they market it on this website called OnlyFans and you pay a subscription every month to subscribe to them and they drop as much content as they want throughout that month and you you know they can charge you however they much however they want however much they want a monthly and so yeah so i met him on twitter we'll go into details on why i met him don't ask me them questions now and so he's <laughs> um he's going to come on and he's going to talk about that life as well as the fact that he is in a polyamorous relationship he has two girlfriends and they're all about to move in with each other so um yeah he has a he has a very interesting life and so i want to talk to him about that because something polyamorous is something that a lot of people are looking into especially in in our in my generation and so he's going to talk about that um i have a a, a married a gay a down low married man who's going to come and talk um, on this ep- on the podcast he's comfortable with me so he's going to come on he's going to talk about his experience being a married man that likes to do things with men on the side and I'm not going to judge him there's no judgments here you know we're going to talk about that to follow me on social media you can go to Instagram I'm very active on Instagram I'm Ms. Cordero underscore Santiago follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics, any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email. And we got a couple more things uh, coming up. I have um, another indie artist that is well known that she's going to stop by. So um, I have some great things coming up for you guys for season two, and I'm just really excited. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to have you guys still with me. Thank you for listening, and see. Well, I'll see you guys soon. But talk to y'all later.